welcome to Exploring the Marketplace podcast. My co-host is Bob Hassan, and we are creating a conversation with Christian marketplace leaders who have careers that have been impacted by their faith. We are also answering your questions about entrepreneurship, business leadership, careers, and how the kingdom of God changes your impact in the marketplace. Come join the conversation now. Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace today. I am your host, Sean Bowles, but I have a special guest for you today who's been in business for over 40 years as one of the top uh, painting contracting businesses on the West Coast. And he's also consulted for businesses and ministries for decades, helping them to not just advance their organizational structure or their risk management, but also to help them understand their assignment with God and how to partner with God and build a relational community and covenant in their community around them. And he's one of my heroes He's one of the people I really look up to. You're going to really enjoy them. So let me bring him on. Here he is. <laughs> Wait, my guest is Bob Hassan. Bob, oh my gosh, you're going to be my guest today because you have a new book coming out yeah. called Shortcuts or No Shortcuts. So this is going yeah. to be a really, really awesome interview because I get to put you in the hot seat. I'm so glad you're here. Well, thank you for having me. Uh, this is such a new medium for me. I've uh, never, I can't believe all this stuff. <laughs> it's so funny because we've been hosting together the Explain the Marketplace for quite a while now. We've done a couple shows where we kind of interview each other a little bit, but this is a little different because there's this is a legacy book. This is one of your life messages, and yeah. this is one of the messages that I've benefited from, and other people that you've coached and spoken into have actually. It's one of the things where we're like, we wish everyone had a Bob Hassan. And now people kind of can because they have your book. And this it's a really important book. It's a really inspiring book. Before we get there, before we get into our interview, you and I are going to do our normal segment, which is Ask Questions with Sean and Bob. And Bob, I have a great question. I'm not going to list the person's name because they went really deep, almost like they need a counseling slash coaching appointment, mm -hmm. which is so awesome that they shared so much. But I think the question, the core of the question is what everyone is asking in this genre, which is, what do I do when I have long-term unemployment? And we've had several people ask that in many ways over the past couple of years because there's such high unemployment still all over the world. Here in America, we're facing it. It's such a weird dichotomy with inflation going up and with the cost of living is so high right now. I mean, I just paid $6.80 at the gas pump as of this wow. show taping. And so, I mean, like we're just in a really hard time. So what do people do when they're trained, especially this person that asked the question that has executive level training with multiple master's degrees. And so what do we do when we face long-term unemployment? Well, I think, I think what we're talking about uh, in long-term unemployment is, is, is disappointment. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, in the church, uh, we see people who pray, pray, pray for healing and don't get healed. Mm -hmm. And that, that, that sort of disappointment. And I think the thing that, one of the things we have to do is is ratchet up our trust in God that He's a good God that He's for us that um, He's in this with us, and that we're going through this situation together with Him. Yeah, I, I think it's so important because I think of so many people here in LA that we're involved with are in the entertainment industry like I am, and so they have to work sometimes a side hustle job, which is actually their primary career for ten or yeah. twelve, fifteen years before they ever do what they really feel like God's put on their life. And so I know people who are working in accounting or they're working as a you know, legal aid or they're working in dentistry or they're working, especially at restaurants or coffee shops that have master's degrees in film yeah. that actually could go into a, an industry and, and kill it if they could just be discovered or put in the right position. But it takes a while to figure that out. And there's a God equation in it. I mean, everyone in LA is on a journey of faith, even if they don't know it's faith or God or that they should have faith in God. Right. 
And so I'm used to that. But a lot of other areas, maybe it's a smaller town or a smaller place or a different country who's like, this is new to your thought process to say, I might have to get a different type of job. I might have to get a really low level job and wait for God to provide the opportunity for the bigger job. And that's, I, I think that's a hard one for people to wrestle through because yeah. there's so much ego. There's so much normal human pride. There's so much, I mean, you, we talked about it before the show, it's like probably just flat out pride happens so many times for a lot of us to have to do something we don't want to do. Yeah. I think it's hard to humble yourself and take a job for lower pay or, or if you're used to an executive level position that might not be an executive level position. But I think, I think it's been interesting to watch, uh, at least here in America, what hap has happened with unemployment and unemployment payments, how the government has stepped in through COVID and through this whole, the, yeah. this, this whole pandemic that we've had. And as those benefits begin to run out, um, we've also had the great resignation where you know millions of yeah, people have decided not to work. So it is a very confusing time and a confusing question. So I think we just would ultimately say, you know, we're praying with you guys. We're believing yeah. that God wants to bring revelation. So one of the things we talk about this show a lot is that God speaks. He brings, you know, understanding of your life. That's one of his passions is to help you to understand you. He created you before time began. Ephesians 2, 11, 10 and 11 says that he made you for good works and destiny, which means that he has a great plan in your life. So we just pray that you would see that plan. And now we're going to go into our interview segment. So stay tuned. My new book is called Encounter, a spiritual perspective that will shape your faith for the coming move of God. And this book is going to help you to understand the days we're living in right now and have an urgency to meet with Jesus the way that I did through some of these encounters that are going to form your faith. So you can get this book. So make sure to go to bowlsministries.com Encounter, a spiritual perspective that will shape your faith for the coming move of God. Well, Bob Hassan, I get to put you in the hot seat because you have your brand new book, Shortcuts, which has come out. And I know I see one on the shelf behind you, which is so yeah. awesome. And yeah. I don't know, is it called Shortcuts or is it called No Shortcuts? Well, you know, Sean, it does it does have a line through the shortcuts, right? Yeah. So I think, you know, it's, it's No Shortcuts, but it's going to grab you as shortcuts. Yeah, because I think like one of the things you're good at is helping to define process for people and help them to have their feet kind of planted in the ground with stability and even hard decisions or tough times and whatever. But I feel like that does provide shortcuts when you have someone speaking into the process. But at the same time, there's certain things we all have to go through, even in our careers, whether it's in ministry, whether it's in business, whether it's an entrepreneurship influence, that there's things you can't bypass, but you get to walk through with God, which is really beautiful as a Christian that you walk through with it. You, you get a different result because you walk through with God but process for humanity is very similar. And that's, that's a discouraging thing for some people who are looking for secret sauce or get rich quick or, you know, bypass all kinds of, you know, problem areas, or I don't want to do a 20 year career before I fall in love with it, all these things. Mm -hmm. And you address so much of this in an organic way in your book. I remember when you first gave me my first copy, which was months after it was written. I, I was wondering why you were waiting so long. Cause I was like, you already wrote it. I want to read it. And I just read it. I was like, every single person who's starting out needs to read this. Every single person who's in a kind of a decision-making process or kind of a transition in their career needs to read this. And then people who think that they have a lot of wisdom in these areas of just long-term career need to read this because it really helps to reset, like, how am I making my decisions? How am I thinking about my passions? How am I thinking about my, my drive, my character? It's really beautiful, Bob. You did a great job. 
Oh, thank you. I, I think this is a compilation of almost 40 years of listening to people mm-hmm. and, and hearing and hearing struggles and and seeing people's victories. One of the things that I hear all the time is people want life hacks or cheat codes on video yeah. games, right? And or some type of shortcut. And I I haven't seen in my life um the any sort of shortcuts. I mean, it's been a long process. You know, I've been in business 45 years and it's been up and down and up and down. And one of the things that really interests me and uh, is, is work ethic. And in uh, Genesis two, God breathes life into Adam in verse seven. And then in verse 15, then the first thing he says to Adam is go tend to the garden or, or go to work. Mm. And when I grew up at the end of the Jesus movement, I, I heard people saying things like, work is a curse. Yeah. And, or, you know, why do we have to work? Because Jesus is coming back. And, <laughs> and there was this anti-work kind of uh, sentiment that a lot of people bought into. And, and when, we, when we see that in Genesis 2, uh, before the fall, you know, God, God has us working. It, it is part of his economy. Yeah. Yeah, it's so good. I think I've been a part of several missions movements. And the thing that would drive me crazy is the, the young family or the or the young, especially single guy who's like, you know, they join up and they don't accomplish anything and they think they're on a mission. Mm-hmm. And it's that thing of that avoidance of real work ethic. I mean, work wasn't given as a curse. It was given as a blessing. When God had Adam and Eve leave the garden, I, my perspective is that he was saying, you're going to toil. And that was never his intention, but you're going to find satisfaction in it. You're actually going to find life in it. I'm giving you this as a role before you get fully restored through the Messiah. That's going to come through your wife's own genealogy, your lineage. So I think it's really interesting because I I do think like when I was reading your book and you're very story-based. So you you tell a lot of people's stories and you drive us through a narrative of all these conversations you've had with people who've asked you for advice or who've kind of laid their life out before you and said, hey, speak into this. And so it's really interesting, even in this context, of work. So tell us like some of that, and even in the first chapter where you're starting in the work ethic chapter, and you talk about, you know, you talk to a young man about this. Chapter one talks about work ethic. And, and I've interviewed uh, people who go all throughout the book. Uh, and, and I think I wanted to find out what, what do people who are really doing well in life, who are satisfied with their work lives and their work life balance, what, what do they think and what do they do versus people who I've talked to who have struggled in their lives. And, and we sort of paint this picture all through the book, if through every chapter of how, how these people are, are moving forward. And, and one of the things, Sean, you and I've talked about a lot is the sacred secular split where, uh, uh, 99% of us don't work in the organized ministry. And so here, here 99% of us are out in, in the marketplace working in, in different fields with not a lot of uh, coaching or teaching about how to yeah. do that. Because what we hear from the pulpit is, is something different. And even in our book that we wrote together and, and, and uh, released last year, Wired to Hear, we talked about a lot of these same issues. Yeah, I think it's it's interesting because I loved reading this book because it went further into because I've come from a ministry background. I've, I've had business. You come from a full working background. So even the way you address things like chapter five and you talk about, I believe that's the passion chapter. Yeah. And where we've been given this kind of this, I'll use the word narrative again, over especially our generation of younger people, millennials specifically, 
that you deserve to do what you're passionate about. That is your calling. That's your role. And if somebody asks you to do something you're not passionate about, then they're wrong. And, and so there's this weird entitlement thing that's kicked in in such a strong way to where people aren't, people then get stuck because then they can't be effective because they're not willing to do what it takes to do what you're passionate about. And so you really address this. And you're the first person I've honestly heard address this because I feel like people have tiptoed around this issue a lot. And then there's people who, even the people I've heard preach that I've, I've talked to several young uh, kind of business entrepreneurs who are coaches and they say this, like, if you're not doing what you're passionate about, you're not doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. And you actually kind of slap that in the face a little bit. So talk about that. Well, I, I didn't want to sound like an old boomer around this. <laughs> okay. Boomer. Let's yeah, go boomer. Exactly. The boomer eye roll like, Oh yeah. Um, but I've, I've interviewed enough people to recognize that um, this passion thing is, is, is a big deal. And whether it's social justice issues, I, I hear people say like this big corporation I work for, they don't have any social justice issues and they're just a big corporation out for themselves. And, uh, you know, I think in some corporations that's true. But one of the things I ask is if you're interested in social justice, what are you doing with the other 40 hours a week in your life? Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's the time that you can pursue the social justice issues. Sometimes we work in order to take care of our family. I know that when I grew up uh, and when my parents, who were the greatest generation, they they didn't think about passion. They thought about, hey, we have to have a job to uh, raise our family and put food on the table. And that generation was, we're going to work in the same job for 40 years until we retire. Um, our generation is a little bit different. They, they're kind of counterculture to that generation. And then the younger generations looked at us and are thinking, these guys are crazy. But passion derives, if you look at the etymology of the word from the passion of the cross. And mm-hmm. if you think about the passion of the cross of the Christ, you, that was, that was a, a painful experience in order to get through that to the joy. So yeah. when people ask me about passion, do I deserve passion? Um, I, I've pretty gently try to talk them through, you know, what is it you're looking for passion wise? Because it does take great surrender and sacrifice and all these things. It's not, we're not entitled to it just because we have talent and skill or because we have a good relational network, but there's something about, I, I love that because I think when you think of the context of I'm doing my career with God for God yeah. because of God and I'm looking for that God result, not my human result. Like there is this level of surrender that, and this level of like, I'm going to work harder than the average person because I know why I'm working. I know yes. who I'm working for versus I'm going to actually get to the point where I can go on eternal vacation now, which is such a weird mentality, but people do get there in their mind. Like I don't have to work as hard because God's going to make all these things happen for me. And it's, it's I mean, God's like a butler in the sky versus like the God who's worthy of giving all of our energy to. And I just, I love that, that you're kind of, going through that. Cause I felt like after I was reading the book, it felt like a book that somebody who was very attached, like a man or a woman who really has a life experience is saying, Hey, but look out for these things. Cause you're not, like you said, you're, there's no shortcuts. You're not going to avoid these kinds of life, you know, circumstances that happen to everybody, but how are you dealing with them? How are you navigating them is what's important. You have God to navigate them with. I think one of the things, if, if we think about this, that life is a journey and or a process, whichever word you like, 
and and we're going to walk through this process and yeah. whether or not whether or not we we become wealthy like a, an overnight sensation like Microsoft or or, or Apple or or Facebook or um, Uber or any of these things that these sexy companies that have happened, those are in the, you know, 0.001% of yeah. the companies that are in the world. And we, but we tend to have eyes on them. I have a young man working for me and he just got his business degree from a prestigious college. And he's, he's working in a small business now. And he said, I never had any idea that there were small businesses out there because the only thing that we looked at were, were these big, famous, sexy companies. Wow. Um, and, wow. and, but, but all of us have jobs, whether we're, whether we're in entry level positions or whether we're in positions of, uh, uh, in the C-suites up in the executive level. And how do we bring passion to our jobs? Well, for me, uh, I think passion is connected to people and, mm-hmm. and I love building teams for example, you and I are doing this. Am I passionate about uh, podcasting? Not so much, but I'm really passionate about doing it with you because we're in this together doing something where we're building relationship and connection. And I think people as they go into their work lives can recenter themselves to recognize, oh, I'm working with a team of people. And maybe my mission is here to serve these people we've lost this servant heart kind of mentality that, yeah that jesus talks about well tell me some of the bigger points in the book that um are the things that are just in your lifeblood that you hope people will get out of it i i think the passion piece is a big one yeah. for me uh it, it really is a big one and then uh work ethic what god thinks about work if you go uh we talked about genesis but then you go back into john and jesus says my father and i are always working i think wow uh, our work lives are a blessing and a gift from god and mm-hmm. obviously there's some people uh who who are in jobs that they're not suited for. And I'm not saying that people need to stay in their jobs. What I am saying is do an experiment, find out if, if this is the right place, find out if the job that you're at is where God's calling is. And if it's not move on, we have these extremes of people who stay for 40 years and people right now in this great resignation who are leaving to find, you know, the newest, greatest thing. And, uh, I believe in that. We live in a free country. We live in this place where, where God has given us all these different gifts. And so I think being connected to people is another thing that I'm very, uh, we, we talk about in the book a lot. Yeah, which is a, a huge deal. Like when you think of your, you only have one life and you only get to live it with connected to people, hopefully the same people, the majority of it in the sense of like, I mean, it's so precious to have those connections. And out of those connections, I think of us like doing this podcast and this video podcast together and how we get to hear thousands of stories from people around the world who get to hear one of our guests that we have on and they hear a story that reminds them of who they are in God or helps them to make a choice because their process is very similar to the venture capitalist or is very simple, similar to the, you know, the storefront owner or whatever it is. And they hear that and they're like, I see myself in their story. I see how God operates because of that. And so not only do we have the relational connection between our team, but we also have this relationship to an audience we never knew we wanted that we're so it's like it's so life-giving and so so full but i feel like you know part of that that whole thing is when you understand god is a connector and that we can't do 
not only can we not do life alone, but the, the reason why we do business is to serve people, period. Mm-hmm. You know, whether we're serving customers, whether we're serving other corporations, whatever it is. And so I think when you get that, that, um, that equation right, everything works and the hard isn't so hard anymore. Or else if it is really hard, it has, there's a, there's a trophy at the end that's worth it. You know, and I think that that's where so many people fail. You like see these images in Tokyo of men who were during the recession there that they were jumping out of windows who were the CEOs because it was better to die and leave their family and their company with insurance than it was to stay in the company. And you see those images of people who are that disconnected, who are that empowered and powerful. And I feel like there's a low level of that being taught in people who are going after just purpose and promotion versus relationship and God. You know, it's just so different. I I think that if I was to boil it down, like our identity is that we're love sons and daughters of God. That's our baseline identity. And so whether we end up in prison or whether we end up, you know, a billionaire, our, our identity is just still that we're love sons and daughters of God. So if we operate from that paradigm, if we, if we trust God with all our heart, if we lean not into our own understanding, if we put our, our work career and our jobs and our families, you know, up and say, Lord, partner with us, that gives us the ability to seek his face and his direction. And whether you stay at your job or you move your job, whether you're there for 20 years or there for two years, being in partnership with God is the goal. Yeah. And hearing God um, prophetically is the goal so that, so that you, so that you move in harmony with what, what his plan and will is for your life. So good. Well, how do people get a hold of the book, Bob? Well, they can go to bobhassan.com or they can go on, uh, you can find me on social media at I think I'm at Bob Hassan yeah. and then anywhere books are sold uh, after the release date. But there's all these pre-orders that if you go to bobhassan.com, you'll get a six part video series. You'll get a signed book. Um, you'll get a free chapter read if you want to pre-order it. That's how we want to do it for sure. Well, we have one more segment coming out with final thoughts for Sean and Bob. Everything we're doing with our podcast is made possible by our incredible partners, and financial contributors to our ministry. They are helping us to bring the equipment to upgrade everything we're doing to have the time and space to do this. It's a free offering we give to you. Maybe you're listening in your shower. Maybe you're listening in your car, your workout. Well, I want to continue to do this. I'm going to continue to have these incredible guests tell their prophetic process of how God's spoken to them so you can get a vision of how God speaks to you and also so that other people all around the world can have this resource at their fingertips from their smart device, their computer, their YouTube, whatever they have, that they will have this this incredible resource. So go on the partnership journey with us. As a partner, you're going to receive an email and communication every month from us. We resource you with a partnership page that has literally dozens and dozens of messages that only of our partners have. We also have partnership contribution back to you where we actually give resources. You guys get stuff first. Usually at Christmas time, we have a new book come out. You guys get it before everybody else and you get it signed. I love our partnership program. I love being on a journey with our partners because they are some of our, they're a team, they're our family. They're the ones who are contributing to make this happen. Come be a partner today. Go to bullsministries.com under giving and membership and you will become a partner. Bob Hassan, we've been talking to you today. You've been our guest and we've been talking about your new book, uh, No Shortcuts, and which people can find at Amazon or bobhassan.com. And Bob, I love that we're able to talk about your book because a lot of times when you're the host of a show, 
like you are with me. It's you don't people don't get to know you except for the culture of your heart, maybe the culture of how you speak. But they don't know that you have a whole life of things that you do. And you've written now this is your third book, you wrote co wrote the first two. And this is your first single book solo book. And it's awesome. So I hope people get it. But tell me about being a book writer, because I want our audience to hear this part, because I think it's so funny, because both you and I have done a lot of things we never thought we would do. You never thought you were going to write a book, because you were friends with a lot of ministry people at the same time you were doing business, who wrote books, who were the speakers, who were the authors, who were the ones who were singing on platforms. That wasn't part of what you were thinking you were steering towards. Your wife, Lauren, we've seen her ministry, we know what's on her life, but you weren't thinking like, I'm going to jump in with both feet into these areas. So what happened? Well, it's Sean, it's funny. I've I've operated my business for almost 45 years and I've always been this behind the scenes person. Totally. I've been a consultant on boards and elder, these things that were behind the behind the scenes um, bring bringing people and ministries up. And in in 2017 when I was 57 years old, like think about that, 57, God put God put this on my heart to write my first book with my friend Danny Silk and <laughs> and it and I'd never even really written a long email. Yeah. But but here I was like everything changed and um I I went ahead and did it. Um 10 years ago God started speaking to me and he asked me if I if I trusted him and I and I and I thought like well of course Lord I've served you for many, many, many years. And he kept asking me if, and I, wow. I, I, I got frustrated. Like, why do you keep asking me the same question? <laughs> like, if I'd done something wrong, what is going on here? <laughs> totally. And, uh, and then he said something that I'll never forget. He said, if, will you say yes to someone if you trust, if they trust and love you? And I thought, oh, wow, that puts kind of skin on his question. And I said, well, of course, I guess, you know, if, if they, tr if I trust and love them, they're probably not trying to embarrass me or hurt me. And I'll, okay, Lord, I will. And from that point in time, people have asked me to do things that I've are out of my wheelhouse that I never would have thought of, including you, you're the main perpetrator. I know it's, it's and, great. I'm like, and, Bob, yeah. come with me and speak here. Bob, oh come write a book with me, Bob, let's do a podcast. Yeah, I've, I've definitely see that, but it's because honestly, like, I, I feel like, you're the voice um, of so many people need right now of that's fatherly, that understands salvation, that understands business in a real way, and also understands ministry. There's not a lot of people who understand all of those. Usually people are good at business, but they don't really understand ministry. There's kind of a war in their heart towards it. Or they're a good father and maybe, maybe a good businessman, but they're not a good husband. Like you represented something that I was like, I think I need to be around you personally. And I did that. Yeah. And I was like, then the more I was around you, I was like, I, I need to do more with Bob because I want Bob what's on your life needs to be seen by many people that are at least in my world. And so it's so cool that we've been able to integrate so many pieces together. And I love being the champion of this new book because I, I it's, it's what I got from you personally, one-on-one -on -one yeah. through the years, you know, like that you're giving away now. And not many people could do that. A lot of people are really good one-on-one -on -one or they're really good a one skill set, but you're actually a really good author. I've really enjoyed the book. Well, I thank you. I mean, you've championed me, you've encouraged me. And I mean, for our, our viewers and listeners, if you have people in your life who's, who's, who believe the best in you, who see something in you that you don't see, believe them. Yeah. Because so I did good. not see any of this in me. And, 
and and Lauren and Danny and Sean saw things in me and others saw things in me that that have propelled me into something that I could have never dreamed or imagined. And I'm so pleasantly surprised that I'm here. And I just want to make the most out of it. And I hope I hope this book helps set people free in areas where there is bondage. I agree. I agree so much. And I, I think you know, when you have those right people in your life, you may never retire because you have me in your life, but, <laughs> but you're going to have a lot of fun. No, there's going to be so much more impact because when we listen to our friends, yeah. our purpose evolves as we go. Even I love that you're in your sixties now and your purpose has evolved so much in your career and in your life. That so much more has happened. I think that's such a good example for people who are, they're looking at the next change. The next change doesn't have to be a wind down. It could just be different. Yeah. It could just be more purpose in God differently. So I love this conversation today. I love your book. Please get a copy of Bob Hassan's book at bobhassan.com or Amazon or anywhere books are sold. But if you pre-order it now, you're going to get all the special features of video series and a special video series just for people who pre-order and a signed copy. Bob, thanks for being the guest today. Thanks for being in the hot seat. Thanks, Sean. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Okay, see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Exploring the Marketplace podcast, part of the Exploring podcast series. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing or even rating and reviewing so that more people can connect to us. Also, we'd love to be part of your spiritual journey and we have amazing resources at our website, www.bowlsministries.com, B-O-L-Z ministries.com, including other free media, TV shows, books, and even an ongoing mentoring online platform. See you there.